0: TOG Talks. My name is Alicia Love and I'm the owner of TOG London which is a stylish camera bag and accessories brand and I'm also a photographer so I've decided to create this podcast talking all things photography. Each episode I will meet up with a different photographer and we will get some tips and advice from them talking about photography, what it's like being a business owner and everything in between. But this first episode is just me talking to you guys, so you can get to know me, Um, I'll tell you a bit about my story and how I got to where I am today. Um, So grab your coffee, take a well-deserved break, and get ready for Talk Talks with me, Alicia Love. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode one. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. I won't lie, I am slightly terrified at the thought of recording this, as mainly I've never been a great person with words. I'm very good at chatting with people and having genuine conversations, but when it comes to anything too wordy, I'm not that great. But what better way to improve at something than going headfirst into it? My favorite quote is from one of my favorite songs, the sunscreen song by Baz Luhrmann and it's do one thing every day that scares you and I am most definitely doing that so I wanted this first episode to be just about myself (laughs) hang on a minute my little puppy is scratching the door trying to get out Chewy, stop it off to a good start already (laughs) And also, I'm recording this on fireworks night, and there suddenly seems to be a lot of fireworks going on. So if you hear any bangs, I promise you, I'm not in a war zone. (laughs) So anyway, as I was saying, I wanted this first episode to be just me talking to you guys, um, so you can get to know me a little better. So my name is Alicia Love. Well, that actually isn't my real name. My real name is Alicia Southall. I changed it unofficially back in 2004, which depressingly I think is about 16 years ago. Oh God, that's a horrible thought. Anyway, um, so I was in year nine at school and I was applying for part-time jobs and I didn't want any of the people interviewing me to see my profiles online. It didn't have a name then, but now it's called social media. Uh, but back then the popular social media site was Bebo. I don't know if any of you remember Bebo, but I absolutely loved it. I used to go on it every day. I used to do silly videos, miming, the original TikTok, I guess you would say. <laughs> um And you'd have your top 16, you have your other half. I used to absolutely love it. And I remember I used to have profile pictures of me, like, drunk in a park. And I really didn't want these people interviewing me to see me like that, so I decided that I was going to change my name. So I was on MSN um, talking to my friend Tom and I said to him, I need to change my name online, what shall I change it to? And he actually came up with Alicia Love. So Tom, you are the creator of my name. And it is now my company name, um, which is nice because it gives a balance. I've got my personal name and then my business. It's, it's a nice split. So as I said earlier, I am a photographer and I've recently relocated out of London and moved to the Cotswolds. I had lived in London for about six years. And even though it is an amazing place, I just think that it's a little bit overrated to live there. When I was living there, my mind never really felt very clear. It's polluted. It's expensive. Oh, email. <laughs> anyway, Anyway, um, and I just was always running at 100 miles an hour and I was just always busy. If someone would ask me how I was, I'd just be like, I'm so busy. And I don't know what it is when you live in London, you kind of wear this busyness as a badge of honor. And to a degree, it is obviously a great thing to be busy, but the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing that my happiness and my mental health is much more important. So me and my boyfriend, or should I say my fiance, (laughs) I'm still getting used to saying that word, Yeah, we, I think it was late last year, we decided that enough was enough. We're spending way too much money on rent, living in a tiny box room. Um, Let's save up and buy a house. And obviously we wouldn't be able to afford to buy a house in London. um, And I don't think I'd want to now, to be honest. Um, So we decided to move closer to our family, back in the Cotswolds area i'm originally from a small town called bromsgrove in worcestershire and my fiance um, his family are in chipping Camden in the cotswolds so yeah we decided to make the move we bought a house back home and we absolutely love it and we don't regret it at all and the great thing is that it's only an hour and a half on the train into london so i still travel in regularly to do my photo shoots so it's kind of like all the benefits from london without the extortionate prices. Anyway, back to photography. So I've been doing photography for just over six years now and I love it, it's a dream job. I mainly shoot actors headshots and portfolio shots for performers. And I'm very lucky to be fully booked with shoots um, about one to two months in advance. Um, So that keeps me nice and busy. I used to shoot weddings, um, but after shooting around 10 in a year, I soon realised, I think it was after the second wedding I did, that I really didn't enjoy doing them. I don't know why, um, I think you just either love or hate shooting weddings. And as soon as you've done your first one, you will know which one that is. So yeah, soon after that realisation, I decided to stop booking weddings and focus on one thing, which was performers, actors, um, that kind of thing. I also really enjoy doing fashion, food, branding, Um, there's so many different types of photography um, and there's so much to explore but personally I think it's really good to specialise in one thing and focus on that. I am also the owner of Tog London, as I mentioned before, is a stylish camera bag and accessories brand and I've been running this for about two and a half years now And again, I love that too, it's my little baby, and I'm so passionate about creating products for photographers that are stylish and practical. We've just recently launched the Tog bottle, which I think is great. Um, It's got timer markings at the side of the bottle, so you can keep track of your hydration throughout the day. Um, And also, I don't know if any of you follow the Instagram, tog.london. Um, we've just launched a pre-order for our 2020 TOG planners. So for those of you who don't know what the TOG planner is, it's basically an organizer specifically designed for photographers. I found before that when I was running my photography business I would have so many notepads everywhere with different information, different client contacts um, and I could never find what I needed and where it was so I really wanted something that was all together um, and I could access all the information I needed in one organizer so I decided to create the top planner um, and I love it I've been using it last year we had the 2019 version um, I've been testing out the 2020 version now um, and I'm just so happy that I can share it with you guys and that you can use it as well now I don't want to spam you lot for too long, but just a little tiny bit of promotion um, to let you guys know that there is a special pre-order price for the planners, which will be ending in about 12 days. The planners are usually 49 but at the moment you can get yours for 29 99 which is around about 40% saving, which is massive. And this price will go back to 49 99 very soon. So if you have your eye on it, or you're thinking about getting it for someone for Christmas, then now is the time. Um, If you already have the 2019 planner from last year, um, we are selling just the inside, uh, which will fit into your outer folio. Um, You can purchase these on the website, um, again, at a pre-order price of 19 dollars 99 So if you want to do that, head over to the website, which is www.toglondon... Well, togldn.com. Anyway... I did a story this morning asking you guys if you had any questions for me for this podcast and I had a really really good response. I had loads of people ask lots of questions. I don't think I'm going to be able to answer them all but I will answer a few here. So the first question is from at Natalie LW. Did you work full time before going into photography fully? If so how did you make the switch? I'm scared too. First of all don't be scared. Um, I have every belief in you even though I don't know who you are um, that you can just do it you know you can't make any changes if you don't take the risk being scared is a good thing like I said I'm scared of doing this podcast Um, but the more I do it the more I get comfortable with an aspect of my life that I find slightly terrifying so I was an actor before I trained in acting I did a year course in Birmingham And I was acting for a couple of years after that, um, and I found that the industry just wasn't really for me. Um, I really enjoyed photography, and it didn't click to me at that point that that's what I wanted to do. Um, I would just always take photos everywhere I went, Um, and I don't know what it was. Um, One day I just had an idea and decided that I was going to be a photographer. And I'm very impulsive. If I get an idea, I have to do it then and there which can sometimes be a downfall, but um, it means that you get stuff done. Um, So I went to Jessup's and I had no idea how to use a camera. And I went up to the person working in the shop and said, I want to become a photographer, but I have no idea how to use a camera. Can you help me? And I remember the person looking at me and thinking, yeah, good one, good luck with that. Um, So she kind of pointed me to a Canon which was a Canon 600D, I think. Um, And I just bought a little 50 lens, a 1.8. Bought that, took it home, had no idea how to use it at all. Um, And then just went to the deep, dark depths of YouTube. How to do photography, how to do this, what is ISO, what is shutter speed? And I was just researching for ages and ages and ages. I didn't go to university doing photography. It was just a case of me practicing and watching videos. And after about six months of constant practicing, shooting friends um, and just getting to grips with a camera and how to use it, um, I was at a place where I could do a photo shoot um, very nervously. Um, I charged 50 pound to actors and just went from there really. And I remember the point where I went full time. Um, Just before then, I needed to get a job um, and I just wanted a quick, easy job that was flexible. So I applied for a cleaning job at the Premier Inn. And I got the job and I remember my first day um, just dreading it and thinking this isn't what I want to do. And I remember being in the car with my friend. She was dropping me off uh, to my first day at my job and i remember saying to her i really don't want to do this job i really want to do photography um that's what i really want to do and she was like alicia just do it don't turn up at this job and just do what you want to do and i was like do you know what that is so true so i was on the way to the job and then i didn't make it there i rang them because i'm a coward (laughs) I rang them and said, Hi, um, I quit. I've been offered a job in the West End. I don't know why I said that. Um, it seemed easier for me to say that I've been offered a huge job than that I just didn't want to do that job and I wanted to do something else. Um, yeah, so that was a funny story. So from then on I decided that I was just gonna do what I loved and work hard at it and focus on one thing and the i really benefited from that actually because i think if you put all of your energy into one thing you do reap the benefits from it i did do um teaching assistant work on the side uh, for a little bit um just to bring the money in when i first started out um but that was really flexible and then i got to a point where i didn't need to do that and the bookings just kept coming in and coming in and yeah it just kind of was a steady flow from there So I think this leads quite nicely onto the next question, which is from at Rosie Kernahan. How did you go about getting the ball rolling with new clients in the early days? So when I first started about six years ago, Facebook was the main way of promoting yourself. And this was pre-algorithm. It was all organic, which I think was a huge help. Um, I think it's very hard nowadays um, for any post to be seen organically. Um, So I created a Facebook profile, which I know you shouldn't really do. Um, I had a page, but I found having a Facebook page wasn't really really very good. Um, And I found that having a profile, people could tag you, people could add your friend, you could add people as friends. Um, So I had like, alicia love headshots profile which recently has been deleted because i've found out that that is not allowed you're not allowed to have two facebook profiles for one person um which is annoying anyway that's a whole other story i will delve into my dramas with facebook in another podcast um so yeah facebook i basically would do a shoot and then i would get the person to do a status and say had a really great shoot with alicia and post a couple of photos and again this was all when posting organically uh, people just wanted to do it i feel like we live in a world now where it's all you know hashtag ad you know there's no real organic reviews or anything like that which is fine um but i think back then it was easier to get people to promote um and post about the service that they had with you i think taking that into the world we live in now um it would definitely be more instagram um i think less and less people are on facebook it doesn't it seems like it's kind of dying a death facebook is so yeah i think instagram is the way forward Um, and getting people to do stories and tagging you you know just always mentioning you know if you post a picture can you please tag me can you use this hashtag Um, just because that's kind of like free marketing really Um, yeah that would be my advice okay so next question this one is from at Kate Wellington five Do you feel like an Instagram account is important for a self-employed business? Yes, basically. Um, I kind of learn my customers' behaviours from tapping into my behaviours when I'm online. Um, Say if I was looking for a photographer or if I was looking for a service of some sort, I would naturally go on Instagram and search it through there, either through a hashtag um mainly through a hashtag actually um so yeah i think naturally as human beings we are quite curious people so an instagram account is kind of like a window into someone's world and i think it's really nice for customers to see you know behind the scenes and to kind of get a grasp on your personality um so they can get your vibe and they can see if you're the right person for them. Um yeah, I find that I think Instagram is the new business card to be honest. I don't have any business cards um mainly because it's a waste of paper because anyone who has given me a business card in the past year, I don't have any more. Um because I just don't remember to look at them. I'll just go onto someone's Instagram. So if anyone asks me if I've got a business card, I just say have you got instagram follow me on here and i think that using it in the right way for your business you know can be really successful um but there are so many bad aspects of social media um i've found in the past year um curating your feed by unfollowing accounts that don't make you feel inspired um and following hashtags that make you feel inspired So I really enjoy like home interior, pictures of sausage dogs, (laughs) um, that kind of thing, photography, different photographers. I generally just follow that and then that is all I see. So I always feel inspired, whereas before I was always following beautiful, beautiful models, bloggers, um, you know, those kind of accounts um and there's nothing wrong with those accounts but i would always just feel shit every time i came off instagram so yeah i think there's a way to do it that makes you enjoy instagram and then naturally you know because you have an audience of people who enjoy your feed it's just a nice space and you look forward to creating content that people will genuinely enjoy so this leads me quite nicely onto the next question which is by, at photographer Penelope, do you recommend starting a professional account and a relaxed one for photography to build a following? Um, Do you mean having them joint or having them separately? I'll try and answer both. So basically, I have um, my personal Instagram, which is at Alicia Love, which I also use for business purposes. Um, I post my work on there. Um, I do behind the scenes. Um I like people to get to know my personality. Go back to what I said before, I think we are naturally very curious people um, in the world of reality TV. People always want to know human behaviour um, and the face and the brand behind the business. So I think it's very important um, to mix it up a little bit. Um, I've have TOG London, that's separate. Um, because I think because it's a product based business um, I think if I just had my personal account and sold things from there it wouldn't look very professional so I have that separate so if it's a product or something like that I think yeah separate but if it's a service I think it's good to have a page that has your work on predominantly but I do think it's nice to dwindle in dwindle, I think I've just made a new word. <laughs> I think it's nice to add in a bit of your work on your personal feed. So I don't think there's any right or wrong really. You just have to do what's right for you and what comes across in the most honest way for you. Um I'm not sure if I answered your question there. Um hopefully I did and did my best. Uh, okay, maybe one more question because I don't want this podcast to go on for too long okay this one is from at Susiebirdphoto. photo what are your best tips for managing time and not getting overwhelmed with editing um i would say number one always write your to-dos at the start of the day my favorite quote which i've actually put in the tog planner um is how to succeed in life write a list of 10 things to do every day and do them which is so true i think sometimes we write to-dos and we think yeah I have got this day down and then we don't actually end up doing any of the to-dos which is actually the most vital part so always write your to-dos and always do the worst thing first I would say the thing that you always think oh you know I really don't want to do that do that first and then you really feel good for the day um managing time take breaks I've recently started meditating Um, I use the Headspace app, which I find really great. Um, I do it at night time to help me sleep, and in the morning to help me get on with my day. Um, There's a really good section for productivity, and it's kind of like a mindfulness meditation um, that talks you through, you know, staying focused and thinking about the tasks you've got ahead. It only takes like five, ten minutes, but I just find that just stopping, breathing, and being mindful helps you get stuff done it really does I've only been doing it for I would say maybe two two three weeks um, and it's fantastic um yeah take breaks editing uh, I think I'm still trying to figure that out to be honest I find I've always got editing to do and I'm always cramming it in um so I can give you the best answer that I possibly can but nobody's perfect um I normally do my editing. When I'm on the train to London, I do it on there because I'm most productive in the mornings and I get the train at 6am. I know, uh, very early. So I try to cram it all in then. Um, But yeah, scheduling times on your timetable to do those certain things. So if you have a whole heap of editing, you know, sit at your desk, put your phone away. Um, I have a little iPad open next to me where I have Netflix on so I can watch um series or listen to podcasts maybe this podcast um that just helps you get through the tasks that you need to um yeah just step by step every day try and do your best sometimes we're not productive sometimes we are try not to be too harsh on yourself when you're not because we're all human um i think i'm rambling now <laughs> so i will end the q a there Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next time, I will have other photographers with me. um, So I'll be chatting to them, so you won't have to just listen to my voice, thankfully. Um, Yeah, so it should be really exciting getting some tips and information from lots of different photographers. I think we're going to have Rebecca Spencer in for one. Um, She's an amazing fashion photographer. Um, Bonnie C., All the way in Australia, she's agreed to be in one, which will be incredible. She's a fantastic fashion photographer. Um, Loads of others. Um, And I'm thinking about getting an osteopath on, giving us tips um, for our posture when shooting, because I know that you guys have said that that is a problem, as it is for me. So it's all very exciting. Lots of good things to come. So hopefully you've enjoyed this. Please, if you do, subscribe to this podcast and it would be amazing if you could share the love. (laughs) See what I did there? Uh, If you want to follow me, you can follow at Alicia Love. That's A-L-I-S-H-I-A-L-O-V-E. And the Instagram for Tog London is at T-O-G dot L-D-N. Thanks, guys, and I will speak to you next time.